practicing calves and stuff and i'm like fuck you look like a dick and i probably shouldn't say that but i do welcome to the insiders and i have a wonderful uh organic uh grenache wine in my hand and all i can say is pizza wine pasta wine lasagna wine cheese wine what don't we have with wine oysters wine caviar who drink eats that wine wine is the meaning of life i'll, I'll have to take your word for it um emily would agree with you uh she's a She's on the wine. She actually, if anyone listens, I'm trying to do a whole year with minimal drinking or not drinking at all. And last weekend, she booked me a vineyard tour, which was good fun. <laughs> um, hey, but I'm not saying have 10 glasses. Huh? That's oh, no, a, you you say enjoy it. Two glasses, two glasses, two French glasses, not two English glasses. For all the years that don't know the difference there, a French glass is a third full and an English glass it's full. <laughs> Blows out. Blows out over the top. An English glass is the bottle. If you move it, it leaves a stain on your on your on the table. Yeah. Most most people that I know just put a straw in the top and just drink it straight out of the bottle. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the English for you. But so you, you're needing some wine at the moment because you're pretty hectic with some pretty cool visitors, right? Yes, yeah, so I've got the English team. I've got the English team in, but really that's not kind of uh, well, it's hectic. It's more, it's just, I've just kind of like, it's, it's, it's kickoff of, of surf camp and cafe season, but with minimal team because there's not a whole lot of revenue coming in. So you can't really, you know, like, it's not Bali, where if anyone here has been to Bali, you'll, you'll notice that they've got like 15, 20 employees for like five customers. It's because they're not paid, basically. No. Uh, so where if you're in like Europe or Australia you, you, or America, well, maybe not America because they have their famous um, low salary and people like then push you for tips, but any – First world country, like a European country or most Western world with uh, social charges, you've got to weigh your one employee to yeah, the 30 clients. So that's how. That's why where you go to somewhere like France or UK or Australia or I don't know, let's say Japan, I don't know, I've never been there, I'd like to have. Uh, people seem hectically rushed around. Yeah. Unless you're selling software, I don't know. Well, for sure. And I think, like, the, I guess the long and short of what we're trying to say is everyone booked to go and stay down with Darren at Pure Surf in uh, Stanyo, and everyone get loads of pies and loads of beer when you're down there. I'll tell you what's funny is you were talking about, so the English team turned up at Sunday night, and the manager, Joel, I've known him for 26 years. There's, they've, they've got this cook there at the moment. Oh, I'll come up with the name by the end of the episode. The Mindful Chefette. Yes. She's insane. Like, you should see her say Follow her on Instagram, The Mindful Chefette. 
yes. Uh, it's it's like I've seen her stuff. It's just incredible. Yeah, I saw, oh, I've known Joel for like seven years. How long have you known him? And I said, oh, well, like 26 because he was in the, the famous house back in the day where Sam Lamoroy was there, my other really good English friend, Robbie Hildreth. Um, yeah, Robbie. <laughs> where the, where, yeah, where the, le- that was the legendary English crew. And there was these guys from the Geordies from Newcastle and they'd have two pound days where their budget for the day was two pound, which would have been six bucks Aussie or yeah. Four euro. So basically they were just like, and, and, and I, they, every day they go, oh, we blew it. We blew the budget. Cause they go and get like, Two buck bottles of wine, which is already pretty cheap, but yeah. they blow the budget on that. But England has been a very, 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 very keen supporter of the South West Barrels, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's a two-hour flight, a couple of couple of hour drive if you if that, and um, yeah, it's world class down there, isn't it? So and they've got they've got two days straight of howling onshore, two to four foot. It's hectic. Yeah. Last week was so good, and like bravo, bravo. I woke up this morning at seven and I saw Joel yesterday, and he said we're on the beach tomorrow at six thirty for repper charges. Yeah, they're, they're picking the ISA team. Yeah, which I know. Yeah, mid May. So the ISAs are coming coming up. Everyone who everyone will tune into that. Everyone tunes into the ISAs, don't they? I get so confused with that comp. My favourite is Repercharge 7 round. What the fuck is Repercharge? I've always wondered what it is. Okay, so you've got your four surfers. Yeah. Two progress in the yeah. main round, and the the two losers go to Repercharge 1. Yeah, I know. It's just That's crazy. And then you've yeah. got to do like eight Repercharges, or, or I think the year Leo, Leo won, he maybe did 13 heats. Yeah, it is. is It's a very complicated comp to follow. If you win that comp, you really were the informed surfer. Yeah, I mean, impossible to not be. Yeah, I mean, look at who who won um, Japan. Kanoa won the last ISA games. Zuru won, didn't he? Joanne, did he win or come second? He he won. No, he came. No, yeah, he won it, and then he wasn't picked for the Olympics for the French team because um, they had um, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, and no, uh, yeah, and Michel Barres. Jeremy and Michel Barres heavy, and neither yeah. of them, neither of them were born. I don't think on French land soil, no. huh? But. Yeah, which so, is funny when pe- when people would wax me and say go home. Yeah, true. They've got yeah. colonies everywhere, like England. Huh? Yeah, Australia's for sure. a colony, aren't we? Exactly. But um, yeah, so Team GB's review. Joel, yeah, Joel actually saved us on a potty once when he jumped on and helped me host one, which was quite cool of him. He's a legend, Joel. Absolutely love him. And what? He told me he'd be on the beach at Crackers this morning and I woke up and it was like quarter to seven. It was pissing down rain and I went out and had my coffee and I was looking out in the backyard and it took me like about five minutes 
and it was pissing down rain and onshore, and I was going, oh, what a horrid morning like this. And I thought, those crew are on the beach, and they were. They were on the beach at 6.30. Yeah, but it's England. That's that's yeah. sunny and warm for England. I saw this Grom, like I known from his kid, Stanley, Stanley Norman, and the, this other mate he was with, and he said to me, thank God you've got this hot shower. He yeah. said it was freezing on the beach. We come back, and this hot shower saved me. Who was, have, have you met Pat yet? No, I don't think. Oh, maybe. No, I don't think so. Pat's a legend. He's he's Welsh. You'd know. You'd is he's, he's a potty listener. He's a, he's a bit. He's a fan. And he's, maybe uh, I have because then he came back and said, "Oh, I think no, no." The guy I met lives in Portugal. Lives in Portugal. Yeah, there's a mixed bunch, man. There was an oh. Aussie girl. To, there's an Aussie girl today, and like I had my beret on, and she goes, "Oh." Are you Australian? And I said, yeah, so, yeah. She said, so am I. And I thought, oh, I thought it didn't sound that too English. Someone someone at work the other day asked if I was Australian purely because of my mullet. <laughs> well, there you go. And I, I started putting on the accent. I was like, yeah, mate, fucking Australia. But, um, hey, mate, like we're not going to talk about – we're not going to do a Margie's wrap-up, but I want to do a mid-Margie's just call here. Go on. And you'll love that. Is I reckon Italo's getting skunked. I reckon he is. I reckon he is getting. I reckon he is getting underscored. You reckon that? I reckon, I reckon my boy Ethan's getting a bit of a push. Or is it just I... a sign? Is it just a sign? Like Italo did this crazy air going the left. You would have seen it. I've seen it. It was nice, man. It was smooth. It was fast. It was. Someone said he did the, went into a huge cutback, which is not true. Uh, after, because there was no more wave left, and it was yeah. onto the shoulder, wasn't it? Yeah, was. Let's, let's be honest. I don't like Italo Ferreira's surfing that much. I like him, don't like his surfing that much, and I love Ethan Newin surfing. And Ethan got cooked, and Italo got underscored. Yeah, there you go. That, See, I thought, that, I thought the same time. That air was so that was massive. That it, it reminded 6. me of 6. yeah, six point six. I was like, are you? I was. I mean, you know, don't give it a nine because it was yeah. onto the shoulder. But then again, saying that, I said that to someone like he did get a nine earlier on the pump going right yeah. when he the other gnarly one, which was critical because if you're going into the shoulder, yeah, like, looks like. Shouldn't they be doing air videos there, the Goofies? But, well, yeah. So, but I, I, except for you're landing right over that rock shelf kind of end section that looks like death. But Is this the a future of surfing? Is this the future of surfing? We're saying we don't want flappy airs. We want critical manoeuvres. How do I we say so. that? But I think with the left, the left air he got, yes, he landed into the shoulder, but it was massive. Yeah, it was. I'm not saying it's a ten, and I, no, no, neither am I. I reckon it was a seven five. I was going to say I reckon it's an eight. Like, yeah, maybe even an eight. the The other thing for me is that no one else in the comp had been able to do that, so it must be difficult. There must be a degree of difficulty that comes in that surely bumps his score up a bit as well, because that was that was a mad wave. Hard to, it's hard to tell because videos and everything, like when you're watching surfing live, and this is everyone, 
uh, like from the person who's never surfed in their life, uh, if you see them live and they get their first wave and you go, whoa, and then yeah. you see a picture and you think, wow. And same for us, same for them, the good guys, then the really good guys, then the really, 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 really good guys, and then yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Nothing looks as good as what it does live. But they watched it live and they clearly didn't think it was as good as we do. <laughs> oh, so there you go. Maybe that's it. Maybe when you were looking at that wave, you're looking out and you're seeing all this critical action going one way and the power going away from the other way. Yeah. And that's why it is because no one goes left. I no, guess if yeah. they gave that an, like, if they gave that a 9.5, maybe other people would go left. Yeah. And if we just, just on Margie's, I wanted to make a little point about Margie's, but we'll do a full wrap on it. Um, Philippe Toledo, he is becoming the, like, I haven't heard a single word spoke about him all event. I've barely seen any of his, well, I watched a couple of his heats and he's like quarterfinals again. Like he's, he's becoming so consistently good that, but it's like, if he doesn't get to a quarterfinals, it's like like quarterfinals is where his event starts. Basically, he's a powerhouse for a little tiger. He's got that little beer gut belly. Wonder if it's that. Yeah, fat pit. We call him mate, fat when pit. I grew up and he was always tapping his belly. Jay Santry, he was a good surfer, and he was like, "He's guys, I got my gut." Uh, maybe <laughs> there's a little bit of extra weight maybe. pushing him. So what I wanted to talk to you tonight, Matty, about as well. Is what do you do as a thirty-year-old to keep it in tune? Do you do nothing? No, I definitely don't do nothing. I'm quite. I'm. It's something. Actually, this is quite a good. You're topic. a sportsman. You're a cricket player. Yeah, and also I'm. I I suffer from like FOMO, so fear of missing out. So where a lot of my um, a lot of the people I speak to, so like you. Uh, a few boys in Wales, a few people in Cornwall, you're surfing more than me, like hands down because of the conditions. So I get the, I have this thing of like, what can I do that's in my control to not fall so far behind everybody else kind of thing. So I get, I kind of get competitive internally with it and I will do as much surf related workouts at home as I can. Um, Which is what? So in in terms of actual workouts, so I've got these resistance bands that are really good. They like clip on the top of my door. And so you can you can basically almost replicate a paddle. Um so I will do this sounds a bit this crazy, but I try and do it sounds a bit sounds a bit kinky, but we won't go there. Yeah, it could be. I do um I try and, I try and do a minimum of 200 paddles a night just really? to, yeah yeah unless unless i've done something else that day like if i've gone surfing then obviously i won't is there 100 each arm or 200 one arm no 100 each arm 100 each arm so it's a one two one two one yeah two, two. how do exactly. you keep counting? and then i've um how do you keep count how do you keep count you actually count yeah. the 200 yeah i count out loud yeah count i'm gonna out. ask I'm going to ask Emily to film that. Fuck that. We could get viral with that. Do it. I'll show you it. And I, 
then I've been trying this year, especially to do a lot more like leg focused exercises. So I'll try and do squats, lunges. Um, our boy, Kale Brock, has he's got a like a surf fitness thing. Like it's a, it's a 12 minute video or something. And it's about doing lunges in six different directions. Um, so I nick some of the exercises off of that. And I just try and do more of that as well. And then I'll do some sit-ups and some like V sit-ups and stuff for some core work. And then recently my boy, Harry Timpson has said to me to just go on a, just like get a surf skate and from a steel position, just pump and just try and get the thing going as fast as you can just to keep that kind of feeling. So I've been trying to do all of that. Do you, after you do that, do you watch Raglan Surf Report? No. No, because... He fucking loves to take the piss out of the surf. surf he skate. does. He does. And I'm not like a surf it's skater. It's funny, but everyone's into it. I'm not like... I see people at the wave, at the wave pool. You see people like like really... Forming up. And like they're like practicing calves and stuff. And I'm like fuck, you look like a dick, and I probably shouldn't say that, but I do. But it's it made a difference to me and to just, like, speed generation when I'm surfing. So, and the fact that I've seen a difference means I want to carry on doing it. So I've do, I do that as well, basically. What about yeah. you? What do you do in a, the fact that, yeah, like, obviously you have a lot of waves? Well... Kinda. That's yeah. the big. That's the big myth with France. It's a hard spot. To, and I remember this mate of mine who's from Sunshine Coast, lived here, worked for Bill Bong Marketing. Told me that twenty years ago, he was like, um, he just got back from Sunny Coast holidays, and he goes like, "Yeah, the surf's kind of shit there, but you just surf more because the water's warm." Well, here we get so jilted by tides. Yeah. And a constant barrage of swell, which actually doesn't like it. One of our listeners complain about it, but I'm telling you, it does your head in, and you can't really like you can if you're just fucking a, like a massagist and you're keen to just go out and paddle and do a hundred duck dives. But I'm nearly at a state where I'm deciding not to surf onshore. But you have to to keep fit. So, like what you said, surfing. But four years ago, and I wish it was twenty-four years ago, I I started up um, Bikram Yoga, which was hot yoga. Yeah, uh, well, let's call it hot yoga because the dude Bikram, if you ever watch Netflix, turned into being a, like a real slot. Which he wouldn't be the first dude. Like you know, gurus around the world. Yeah. They say, they set up their little cult. They're really good at something. Like they might be good at meditation. This dude was like really good at yoga, uh, and he came up with this twenty-four sequences, twenty-four sequence yoga thing in forty degrees. So basically, you get quite euphoric because it's very hot. You sweat a lot, which gets rid of a lot of your toxins. The fact that you finish it makes you very proud of yourself, and and as it starts. Slowly but surely, you build into the by the ninetieth minute. You're building into your flexibility as as opposed to uh, stretching when you're cold. 
The, the trick is to obviously not go once and like go for it like a crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I yeah. go once a week, basically. I try and go once a week, not always once a week, but, and I know a lot of crew that have uh, over the years that have done it. And now when I go, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like, there's like, not name dropping, but Mark Lacamar, one of the best surfers here, he goes. This other guy I know, Remy Derapas, who's like one of the best tube riders here. He's there. Laurent Pujol, which I hope we have on the podcast in a few weeks, he goes, and he told me he started like over 10 years ago as well mm. because one, yoga is incredible. Two, normal yoga is as boring as like fucking, I don't know, fishing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys who like fishing. Like fishing boring. Like, yeah, you are a boring guy. Whereas this is intense, so you can get a stretch and a workout and a detoxing, man, and you come out and you kind of – I just I just went from having zero neck mobility to the right to a lot. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get off my spruik, but, like, it's really tonic as well. So you do a lot – like, there's a shoulders one and a leg one and then the cobra shit, and – it's fucking good, man. Like I, I'm not a sales rep for him, but it is epic. Yeah, that's if, um. You mentioned earlier. That's quite interesting. You mentioned earlier about Rob Hildreth, who's legend, like good good friend of yours, and I know Rob really well. And he gave Rob me of a the north. Rob yeah, from Rob the north. Of, Rob of the north. He gave me a five minute lecture on the phone the other day about foundation training. Oh, foundation! I do that as well. The yeah, founder, that's incredible. Kelly did that. Sorry, I've started. Drop in. Let's drop it. Kelly, that have, have you done the twelve minute? Yeah, that'll make you sweat. That is, it's one of those that'll, really funny ones. Put you on your ass. You look like a kook, don't you? Doing yeah, because I start you. It starts. I started it, and like like a minute in, you're like, "What's what's this?" Like you kind of like thinking. I'm going to breeze through this. I probably need to do it again. And then like five minutes in, you're just absolutely like, you're suddenly like, wait, I'm not even halfway through. Take your shirt off. Yeah. Take your shirt off. Start sweating. Yeah. And when we was in, when wait, we was in I Portugal. I can't finish it. No. So 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So when we was in Portugal, Logan, who, um, Logan's like a, a like he's like a God. It's like a Greek God. He's the same height as me, and he's built like differently. He's just ripped, like a great god. Yeah, literally, and Adonis, and he's like he's got a good-looking face as well, the little prick, and he rips. Um, but he said he does it because he had back problems. Oh, it's so good for your back. Yeah, try it, try it, listeners. But start with the four-minute one. The yes. four-minute one's easier to kick off on. Yeah, well, Rob sold me down the hill. He was just like, do this one. And it was like the 12-minute one. And yeah, I was like... But yeah, so I started that. Not the book. Dr. Eric Goodman. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah. And you have to... you have to. The key thing as well is like you have to really listen about the breathing. Yeah, yeah. And like in Bikram Yoga, the, the one of the exercises is a founder. So that was before him, yeah, like a lot of these things are inter interrelated, but I reckon these days between yoga and you know you know you don't, 
people that don't some people don't like really hot weather but between yoga foundation uh and cold water i reckon we've got it covered surfing you don't have to fucking go running or go to the gym no nah. like you can do those things but like how many things can you do as yeah. well and also surf you're... and also have a relationship yeah the the um the other Go thing with up. it is what I wanted to ask you about, like with it, if say for example we was like it, tying this into a do or don't type of situation, would you advise? So like you said, you wish you started twenty years ago. Oh so fuck, man! If I started twenty years ago, I would have had so many less injuries. It's not funny. Yeah. So you're so you're basically saying to me, start and continue, like now yeah well one you should like i i got really i, I wish i had got into this but i had a bad back injury and i probably couldn't have done it straight away but i did get extensively into stretching around about 33 because that was my bad year the year of christ no well maybe it is the year of christ 33 yeah and stretching's the key it's not like surfing will do your muscle tone anyway yeah like it's one of the most extensive workouts you can get. Like I've, I'm telling you, I had this dude the other week and his girlfriend and she was like a CrossFit maniac and he was a big fit dude. Huh? And he got out of the back with me. He was on a seven-foot big. He was a big dude. And I was like, that's too small for you. And he's like, no, 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 no. He got out of the back and he couldn't paddle anymore. Yeah. Like red in the face, couldn't paddle. And then I said, here comes the set. Watch out. And he got washed in and he didn't even get a single wave. And that's a fit guy. So surfing will do all your aerobic and everything for you. But yeah. stretching is the most important key to your life, stretching. Because if you fall while you're surfing, like a rugby player, if he gets tackled, is what my osteopath and everything used to say, like they're ready for it. They're tensed. You know, he's still going to get smashed in rugby. But he reckons he had more injuries with surfing because people fall off when they're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. There goes your neck, there goes your knee, there goes your ankle, there goes whatever. But if you're flexible, you, your joint will move with it. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of leeway as you like a shock absorber. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. not flexible, when you when you hit, you're just going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's why I've kind of started, you know, I've, I've got this like inner competitiveness as well, but I kind of also am like, well, if I start now and do it for 10 years, then I'm going to be very good at it in 10 years. <laughs> oh, you're going to be. And not even that. You don't like fucking even have to get good. It'll maintain you and it'll help you get injured less so you surf yeah. more and you'll be feeling better about all that. And also there's nothing – like with this paddle training that I've done um, with the with the resistance bands as well, I've – and the same with the surf skate, if we go back to it, there's nothing better than when you – train for something and then you see it improve what you've been doing um my my paddle fitness has increased highly and my wave count is increased highly because i've kept myself fitter honestly the, the, the single best surf training thing if you can't surf is swimming it's well, yeah, just yeah it's just the most boring 
sport in history, but some people actually love it. Uh, unfortunately, I started swimming training at six. So from six to 17, I did swimming training before and after school and what have not. So now when I smell like chlorine, it's like smelling Bundy rum, you know, Bundaberg rum? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was my first big night on the piss was Benny Nick at this Trevor Manor's house, and and we've got a bottle of Bundy rum, yeah, carton of beer because obviously we thought we needed that much at fifteen, and spent the next day vomiting all day, and I couldn't smell Bundaberg rum for like twenty years without like running, which is the same when I smell chlorine. Yeah, so you really want to like swimming if you want to do swimming. That's why you're better off to surf shit waves as your training session than anything else. Definitely. The problem is when it's really cold. But even then it's good because as we've now seen, exposing yourself to cold water and cold weather. Suddenly fashionable. Yeah, it does. But it's fashionable, but it makes your immune system stronger. I've never ever, I've ne- I've not had, and hopefully I don't have, never had COVID, but I, I've never stopped surfing during that period. Um, and obviously it was cold when it came out and stuff. I wonder if that's kept me safe. Hey, if you get a bad head cold, a lot of times you go to the chemist, they'll give you a nasal spray, right? Most of the time it's salt water. Yeah. Makes your nose run, so you get rid of all, cleans the nose, because basically the mucus, which will stick to the inside of your nose and everything like that, that's where your germs are. Where if you're cleaning it always out, like when you go surfing, your whole system actually, you're getting rid of it, you're cleaning it. It's like, you know, it's like having a shower or wiping your bottom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... Who knows? Maybe that's another reason why. But yeah, I'm 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 down with the stretches. I'm I'm semi flexible, but I'm not super flexible. You didn't so sound too too excited about the mucus on the inside of the nose, then though, did you? I mean, does anyone get excited about mucus on the inside of their nose? Ah, it could be good for the dudes that pick their nose. Anyway, Matt, good give me some do's and don'ts. It's a flash flash in the pan visit tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, do do is um, it's going to kind of go back to it because I feel like our chat was a bit like that. But like do like um, keep yourself fit and keep your training kind of if you can and if you want to keep it kind of surf related. There's I remember watching a thing ages ago and I think it was Kelly was involved in it and it said like there's no point being a bodybuilder and trying to surf. You're just carrying so much extra muscle that you don't use. So try and keep it more surf specific. Um, And I would say my don't is a bit like I've just asked you that question is don't wait for an injury or don't wait for something to happen for you to then try and start stretching or working out or um, doing yoga. Like it's not, Use it as a preventative rather than as a medicine. They're mine. They're yours. That that the second one's good, but it's basically <laughs> impossible, man. I've seen so many people people that don't get injured, they won't they don't do stuff. 
uh, unless they're high-level sportsmen and then they've always been injured anyway. But it is the big wake-up call, the first serious injury, and then the only, and this isn't a do or don't, but this I've learned from many physios and things over the years is if you're if, if you're practising sport, you're going to get injured. So it's really mentally tough when you can't, you know, practice the sport that you love. Yeah. So like you said before, like you got to do other sports, keep them surf related, and if you can't surf, do something else that's going to get your endorphins running and stuff like that. And that's not my do and my don't. My do is yoga because it is like as hippie or trendy or whatever. It's just a super, super good way to keep your lower back, your lower back strong, which is what you need, your lower back and your hips. It's all in the middle there. It's all in the middle. You don't want to be doing 400 sit-ups. I remember uh, saying that to a physio once because Tom Carroll, name dropping, was like, ah, train the core, train the core. And and this physio I knew, knew Tom. He was like, calm down, man, calm down. Because if you train your core too much without, like, um, keeping your stomach flexible as well, you just get pulled forward. Like, uh, you know, the old dudes that you see walking around, they're, they're hunched forward. That's yeah. just everything hunching them forward, and that's why the, the back gets worse. It's a catch-22. Mm-hmm. And don't stop having fun because, you know, you still got to go out and have a couple of beers with your mates or, in your case, a couple of soda waters. Yeah. if you, lock, I think if you lock yourself off from the world, you're just going to turn into a gimp. <laughs> that might be the best thing I've heard. I agree completely, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, just and just go like people don't need us to give them that advice, but that's I just think fucking. I mean, I like yeah, I had a couple of crackers when I was in Australia. It was and they weren't late, but they would. Yeah, it was just it's just so much fun taking the piss out of your mates and having a laugh and yourself as well. Take the piss out of yourself as much as possible because I don't take the piss out of myself, man. I've got enough people taking the piss out of me that I don't need to take it out of myself. Oh, I take it out of myself because then if anyone takes it out of me, I I say worse about myself than anyone else. So, but I say better I, about myself as well. So, I had a classic, I've got to, I've got to kind of remember, there's too many of them. I had a classic Forrest Gump moment the other day. What was it like? Just you know, your back seats. This will take us into the, 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 the closing of the potty. You know, your back seats, how you can pull them forward, like you can drop drop them, whack them back or whatever, so you make more space. Yeah. Like a, a Volkswagen Caddy, and you can drop them forward and then lift them up. So it's a double whammy. It's like, you know, like a, just more and more space. And I'm trying to get it down. And I've got the one down. I'm trying to get the two down. I'm trying to get it down. And it won't go. It won't go, and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it until eventually it does go, like, clocks me in the head. <laughs> you know, like, the double thing comes down, just clocks me in the head, and I'm just there screaming, like, fuck, and, like, all, you know, like, cursing. Yeah, blue murder. Profanity. Luckily, it was in English. And I turn around, it was outside of uh, my house, I turn around, there was, like, a mother walking down the street, with with pram and the baby and stuff and she just looked at me and i just went yeah there goes another one 
<laughs> Thanks for having me, Matt. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the Team GB. Go say hi to Pat if you can. And uh, we'll speak soon. Au revoir. Au revoir.